Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, September the 19th. And welcome to our to our commentary. Before we get into some of the topics that I want to get into today, I just want to address a couple of quick points. The U.S. Senate has decided to change their dress code. You know, for years, I didn't even know there was a dress code in the U.S. Senate. I just thought that everybody just understood there, if you're a senator and you're doing the Senate's business, that you would wear a suit and a tie and a shirt. Or if you went before Congress, you would dress up properly. I didn't even know that this that you needed a dress code. I thought everybody understood that. Just, just common sense told you that in the Senate, uh, they dressed accordingly. Well, they made an announcement that I guess you can dress any way you want to. And apparently this is because of that new senator from Pennsylvania, Senator Fetterman. Uh, this is the man who suffered a stroke during the campaign, a, a man who has a lot of difficulty even today uh, talking about about issues. Uh, I mean, probably should have never run in the first place, but that's another that's another issue. But he dresses in a very unique way. He wears a he wears shorts when he is in the Senate. He wears like a like a hoodie or something, I guess. And he wears tennis shoes. He looks more like he's going to the gym or he's at home on a Saturday or Sunday night or Sunday afternoon or whatever watching uh, a football game. I mean, he he is really not not very professional in how he, he appears in public. And apparently they're changing it because of him. And I think it's very sad because, as I said before, if you're in the Senate, I think you know how to dress. You wear a suit, you wear a tie and you wear you, you, you look correctly. But apparently not because of him now. Now you can dress any way you want to. And I think one of the lady senators, <laughs> I think it was the lady, Senator Collins from uh, from Maine, said that she was going to wear a bikini the next time she went to, to the Senate. Well, maybe she should. Maybe she should. Uh, I don't think she will, but maybe she should. But frankly, I hope when the Republicans come back to the majority that they will make it very clear that uh, there is going to be a dress code and you got to look like a senator when you are conducting yourself or speaking or sitting in a committee or whatever. You got to look like a senator. You don't, this idea of just dressing any way you want to, that just doesn't make any, any sense. We are talking, after all, about the U.S. Senate. And there should be at least some standards of how you present yourself in a committee or on the floor. President Biden was at the, at the UN meeting today. I don't know how often these meetings are. I think every few years or whatever. Uh, they're pretty inconsequential when it's all said and done. Nobody really pays attention to what happens in these meetings. And, uh, you know, a couple of days from now, nobody's going to remember a word that he said. I don't think anybody remembers what he says today. And a lot of that, of course, is President Biden himself. Uh, I think a lot of Americans have completely tuned him out. And, you know, they just go on their lives. And uh, he's in Washington half of the time. He's not even there because of uh, of the many problems that he has. But uh, the United Nations, United Nations never really, in my opinion, lived up to its potential. I, I assume that a lot, had a, it had a lot of potential when it was put together. And this is why people supported it. But I think over the last few years, it's become a joke. You know, when you have countries like Cuba and China, uh, Iran, and human rights committees, 
you know, you have to wonder, you know, what exactly is the purpose of the UN? You know, what is Cuba doing in a human rights committee, for example? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely, absolutely crazy. Well, I've got a post over at the American Thinker. I want you to take a look at it. It's over at the American Thinker today, Tuesday morning. You can also read it on my blog or on Twitter if you follow me over there. Well, it's about a community in Michigan, which is a Muslim-majority community. And, you know, they've taken over, obviously, the city council and the school boards. And they've decided that they don't want anything to do with LGBT flags or LGBT values. Uh, they don't want any of that stuff being taught to their children or any of those images uh, approaching their children. So the Democrats are furious because they're saying that, you know, we helped you come to the United States as an immigrant. We helped you get settled and all of this. And now you're betraying us by, uh, I guess, doing away with the LGBT flag or whatever. The response of the community is we're not betraying anybody. We're simply carrying out what we believe. We're carrying out our values, uh, our society values, our family values as we see them. And that's more or less, I agree with this community. I mean, they're the majority. They want to run the school board. They want to run it. Let them run it. Uh, they don't want the LGBT flag in the city council. Let them do it. That's their choice. It's their community. They're the majority. And uh, that's fine. That's the way it should be. They're not discriminating against anybody. They're simply saying we don't want images on our schools or our city council meetings or whatever that project values that we don't agree with. That's uh, that's the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be in that community up in Michigan. Check out my post over at the American Thinker. Speaking of crazy people, the New York City Council, that's a pretty crazy group of people, have decided or they're considering a bill that will do away with a monument to George Washington and also a monument to Thomas Jefferson. I guess what they're saying with their with contemplating this issue is that they're saying that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson don't deserve to be honored because they had slaves. Well, yes, they did. They did. I learned that, by the way, I didn't need uh, woke to learn that. When I was in high school, we learned that. When we were talking about American history, we learned that Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and others of the founding fathers had slaves because they were ranchers, they were men of the 18th century who had ranches and slaves used to pick the cotton or whatever uh, in Virginia or back in those days. So, you know, I guess nobody had a problem with it because everybody saw the big picture of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. And the big picture is that, yes, they had slaves, they were ranchers, but the big picture is that Thomas Jefferson and George Washington were two of the important parts who built this amazing country called the United States of America, a country that has given more freedom and more opportunity to anybody. And I can speak about that directly because my family came here from Cuba uh, looking for that freedom. And it was because of the documents that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson wrote, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, that we were able to eliminate slavery uh, 100 years later through the 13th Amendment, and give citizenship to former slaves through the 14th Amendment. So the Constitution that they wrote, the Declaration of Independence that Thomas Jefferson and the others signed, that those were the documents that created the basis for, uh, for uh, many of these changes and amendments that came later, 
so that we could correct some of those early mistakes that were made uh, against blacks uh, and again later with respect to women, the 19th Amendment. But this New York City Council is so woke that they, you know they, they don't have the they don't seem to have the ability to look at the big picture when it comes to these two men. And this is happening too much in our country. This is one of the reasons why more and more parents are taking their kids out of public school and either doing homeschooling or some other kind of schooling, because more and more parents are looking at what's happening in these public schools and saying, no, I don't want you to teach that to my children, not just these crazy LGBT values, but this interpretation of American history that we seem to be seeing in so many, so many of our, of our schools. So I don't think it's going to happen because I think enough people of common sense will prevail in New York and not make this happen. But it is crazy that someone is even considering a bill that, that would eliminate a monument to George Washington and to Thomas Jefferson. It's just absolutely crazy that that is even being considered. But that's where we are right now in the country. Just like I was talk, talking before about the, the dress code in the Senate. Well, the country's in decline. It doesn't have to be a permanent decline, but the country's in decline right now. This is not a good situation where we are. And on top of that, we have a president who, frankly, I don't think he's on top of his job. I'm not even sure he knows what he's saying half of the time. Well, the Congress is looking at uh, potentially shutting down. I've always been a little bit skeptical about shutting down because not much happens. Uh, everybody seems to you know, settle their differences eventually, and the government is running eventually. But I do think we have to do something about this $33 trillion national debt. Something has to be done to at least come to terms with the reality that $33 trillion of national debt and growing has got to be dealt with. And you've got to deal with it. Otherwise, our currency will be worthless. Our economy is going to be impacted. We're going to have massive inflation, worthless currency. Look, it's happened to other countries, and we're not immune from that. But uh, we do have time. Uh, hopefully, we have the kind of leadership who will address this problem. But this problem has to be addressed at some point, and the sooner, the sooner, the better. Well, going back in history, 1985, that would be 38 years ago today, they had a massive earthquake in Mexico City. And we were impacted here in the Dallas area in the sense that, uh, you know, our community came together and raised a lot of money for the, the citizens of Mexico City. I remember some of the doctors came together and sent some me medical supplies to Mexico City. So we also have, obviously, a large Mexican community ourselves here in the area. So the city came together. The people came together in a very nice way. And a lot of supplies and a lot of money was sent to, to Mexico. But that was a bad earthquake. That was a bad earthquake on this day in 1985. Have a great day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.